Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. And good morning. It is July 27th. 2015, and is SOS Mastermind Call. Boy, summer's going pretty fast. And um, today I wanted to kind of pick up on just a couple of things that we've been talking about the last couple of weeks, and I just want to dive into it a little bit more. Um, I hope, I'm hoping Don's on the call so that he can help me a little bit, a lot of it, not a little bit. And um, also wanted to kind of mix up a few other things uh, that we've talked about in the past and so forth. and um, So it's hard to know where to kick off with, but um, I think what I'm going to start with is um, a lot of times, um, and we're going to pick it up again on, on Tim Wackel's um, advice, sales advice, and good sage advice and best practices that Don was t- talking about last week. And I always, it always perks my ears up when, especially when one of you really um, – you know, got something out of learning from somebody else that makes me dive into the person even more. So, um, and one of the things that, like, a lot of the sales consultants will tell you is that, you know, they really want you to, you know, when you're leaving a message rather than saying, hey, following up, just wondered if you got my stuff, you know, that kind of thing, that it's always good to, like, leave something a little bit more interesting. Same thing with uh, an email. And you're, and it wouldn't surprise me if someone was thinking, like, what? Like, what kind of stuff? And so um, in the corporate world and in your world, too, those are called insights. And one of the things I certainly learned in my sales <coughs> was that very often, not all the time, um, my customers didn't have time to learn um, a lot about insights. Now, it depends. Let me just say that, that if you're calling on someone that's a huge company, very often they have teams that are teaching them Everything there is to know about their consumer, the economy, you know it, you know, this, that kind of thing. But as you get smaller and smaller, a lot of times they don't have those resources, don't even have time to think. So it's, it's just kind of interesting. Um, and depending on when that information could really impact, you would make that judgment impact your customer, your potential customer. Um, and so, like, uh, one of the great resources for doing that is the PEW, that's P-E-W Research Center. And they do research on all kinds of, like, you know, everything, the tags, like the, the little breadcrumbs, little subject matters on the top of their website. You know, they'll, they'll give you a fact sheet on social trends. Uh, we don't want to do anything about religion, but maybe about demographics, about, you know, anything that's happening. So one of the interesting things um, um, that's happened in this first quarter of 2015 is that the millennials, those um, adults that are ages 18 to 34, have now, are now dominating the workplace. They have surpassed Generation X, and those, as a reminder, are those that are um, 35 to 50. They weren't leading the workforce for very long. And, um, and now they're the number one people in the workforce. A lot of them um, also um, are younger, so they're going to be here for a while. 
And you're also starting to see the baby boomers um, decline, which makes complete sense, right, because uh, we're all starting to retire. So for those, I mean, many, many of you have been with your clients for years. I mean, you're going past the generations with them. Many of you have now um, been calling on people. Now it's their third generation probably that you've still had the call. So it's important that, you know, maybe they don't have time to, like, think about this kind of stuff. What does that mean? You know, what does it mean that, you know, now the 18 to 35 people are the predominant people in the workforce? And that means that you're going to be calling on those people more and more, but your customers are going to be servicing them more and more and more. Be it an office, you know, a doctor's office, you're going to start seeing, well, of course, you're going to see boomers coming in because we're getting sick, I guess, and so forth, and other people. But you're also going to see more and more and more of uh, the millennials coming in um, and that they're really, you know, to teach them and to be able to help your customers make those kinds of transitions is really important. And certainly, um, here's another fact sheet, and they have tons of facts on all kinds of different things. But um, looking at things like the impact of mobile technology, also from Pew Research Center, um, 64%, not a big surprise, of all American adults have a smartphone. Um, did you know that um, and 90% um, have a cell phone, not just a smartphone, the difference. 32% have an e-reader, and 42% have a tablet computer. So, and of all United States adults, 77% are smartphone dependent. 44% of cell phone owners have slept with their phone next to their bed because they wanted to make sure they didn't miss any calls, text messages, or other updates. Now, we know from class, having class, what was it, two classes ago, that we've learned how people be, literally become physically um, addicted to their cell phones through the use of, you know, because of some of our neurochemicals rushing through our system. We now know that it's literally a physical addiction. Right? So all these kinds of things, I mean, you would know best, might be like facts that might just, you know, get, get your customer's attention. You need to draw the connection between, you know, these kinds of facts and what's happening in life to their business. So it might be, you know, if, if 90% of Americans have a cell phone, you know, is your business mobile ready? You know, is your website mobile ready? Are you ready to talk to a millennial? You talk to them differently. You talk to someone differently who's 18 to 35-year-old than you do to a boomer. Talk to us completely differently. Communicate different. Are you ready? This is what we do. We're specialized. This is what we do. We're not just your office supply and your printing supplier. We're not, not I'm going to make light of it. We're your printing supplier. We're your... Uh, office supply supplier, but we're much more. We solve the day-to-day -day problems and the bigger strategic problems. That, to me, that would get my attention, even as busy as I know I was, and then you can, you can relate to it, it would get my attention. And you're in great positions because most of you, not all of you, not most of you, all of you know your customers very well. You know what's going on. You know the type of insight that would get their attention, Right? And um, let's see, say, let me try and look at a few others that might, you might be able to, just about how much kind of spam they get. But here's the thing. Um, the big thing about people having cell phones, we know logically that they want just-in-time information. Um, so 
people that coordinate a meeting, 41% of people with the cell phones have done it on, with their phones. Uh, 35% have used their phones to solve some type of unexpected problem. Um, well, we've all done this, right? 27% have used it to settle an argument when you're having with someone about a fact. Haven't you looked it up? And so um, you get the gist of, you know, the kinds of things that, you know, might spark you. And here's, here's an interesting one that I thought for any of you, um, and I know I saw in some of your sledgehammer accounts that you're looking at nonprofits, um, 9% of adults have texted a charitable donation from their mobile phone. Mobile giving is growing at an incredible rate. And Pew Research has a separate fact sheet just on real-time charitable giving. So any of you that are either currently have a nonprofit or who are going after ones, those are the types of insights that if you might want to use when you're leaving a voicemail, writing a, a quick email you know, to do a follow-up, or leave a phone message. Say, hey, you know, hi, you know, I am so-and-so from Specialized. Hey, we've been in the Valley 30 years. We help businesses become more efficient. And I'd love for you to give me 15 seconds of your time. We can make a difference. Or we can make a difference because we know that charitable, charitable giving is shifting from writing checks onto your mobile device. Are you ready to go give me a call? or give me 15 seconds, something like that. You get the gist. Do it in your own style. Which brings us back to Tim Wackel's uh, presentation, and I stole the presentations that he sent to Rusty, and um, I am not above stealing people's materials, and went through it, and there were some things that I just really love. So I just, you know, Don, get ready, uh, star six, and you could tell me how you felt about it. And I had reasons about why I like certain things so I think it affects some, some of you. Um, I think a lot of these facts that Tim Wackel gave during his presentation are things that I think we've talked about and I think you know, but, you know, you can't say them too much. That the reason that, you know, perhaps some salespeople fail is 99%, that's almost all of us, don't set good objectives. 95% talk too much. 86% ask ineffective questions. Yeah. 82% um, don't differentiate. That means that you just give the same pitch, kind of talk about the same thing no matter where you go. And th these days that definitely doesn't work. And 62% you just don't earn the business. And in, in his uh, philosophy is that the really, really, there's lots of things that separate one salesperson from another, right? But it all boils down to doing the hard work and mastering the art of sales, which all of you have done, but putting in the work. Um, and so um, he, his philosophy, the world doesn't pay you for what you know, it pays you for what you do. And he um, is big on messaging. Um, Don, you can tell me if, if I'm right on that one, but he really believes that you've got to get your messaging right. Um, he, he makes some kind of, they're kind of obviously... Uh, jokes, but really not that far off. One of the quotes he puts is, like some time in your calendar to talk about myself, my company, 
all my office furniture and the awesome break room supplies. Even though you don't say those things when you're asking for time, that's what people are thinking on the other, on the other end. Um, and so it's basically the old story of you know, discussing what your customers think are important and what's important to them. So, of course, um, you've got to do your homework before you go in to try to figure out what, what they're about and what they might be concerned about. Um, and so he gave an ex- example of a pitch, and I know that Don talked a little bit of parts of this pitch before, and it went something like that, like this. Um, um, Hi, my name's Don. We've never spoken before, but I just recently visited your website, and I really like your intro video. And I'm calling today because I'm guessing you'd like to create more followers. Otherwise, you wouldn't, you know, because obviously they have an opt-in form for new visitors on the homepage, and I have two ideas that we've used with other sales trainers to grow their opt-ins by over 20%. I can't help but believe we might be able to help you. That's his pitch. And when I read this pitch, it hit me, and I apologize if um, I'm way off, so I just want to make sure that some of this nomenclature you guys understand, um, that you know that... You might be like rolling your eyes, but I want to make sure that you know that an opt-in form is that form on a website where they ask you to sign in. Like you might want to get something. They'll say, hey, you know, you can get an article that I've written on so-and-so or sign up and you'll get my newsletter every week and they'll ask you to put in your name and your email. That's an opt-in form. So what that is actually tells you a lot, obviously. If you're going onto the website of a client or prospective client and they have some way – like some type of an opt-in form. Hey, my, I have a free white paper on so-and-so. Or, um, you know, I have one on my website for stepmoms. Hey, you know, uh, I have a free 100 things to do with your stepchildren when they come for the weekend. Opt-in. You know, so that's how I get people's name and their address, and it gives me some flexibility to be able to, to write them information about other things I'm doing or, you know, write them emails because now I have the information. So right away, when you see that, you know that people are looking for new visitors to their website and for their homepage. So you may have big companies or big clients that are just really kind of being informational. You know, just they just and you don't see those kinds of opt-in things. That's kind of a little bit unusual, but I know that you do see it. So um, um, so that's kind of that's something that I can tell you as a a very small business owner like myself, that we're always, always, always looking to get to try to figure out how to get more people to opt in. Because the people that opt in and actually make that commitment to put their name and their and their email um, address in tend to be more interested in someone that's just like sort of passing by. There's something about what they're offering. So anything you can do, any ideas about how to get more people to opt in, um, people really um, appreciate. And so, um, but if you don't have something specifically on that subject, which I can do another class and give you some tips, but um, you, um, you certainly know how to increase sales. If for nothing else, then they would stop wasting their time looking through, you know, office supplies catalogs or talking to five other vendors and only talk to specialized for anything with the day-to-day business of their office, then they can spend their time 
you know, creating ideas, which is very time-consuming, and posting new ideas on their website. So um, you get the gist of it. And I just wanted to make sure that that's something you paid attention to when you're investigating a new uh, client, that you do look for their opt-in forms and how they're trying to entice people to engage with them. And um, But basically in his beginning pitch when he said, hey, we've never spoken before, we don't know each other, but I saw your website and I like the intro video, it could be anything. If that sounds phony to you, you do it your own way. But what his point is is that he was very specific. So he wasn't just calling, hey, I'm from Specialized um, and we sell office supplies and printing and we'd love to give you some calls. That's just very generic. Now you know that he, you know, when you call that, um, Don took some time to actually look at the website and thinking through that they might be thinking about and you're more relevant when you're doing a cold call. I'm guessing you'd like to have more followers because I noticed the opt-in page and actually I know something about that. So if you have a few minutes, uh, just give me a call. I promise I won't take up a lot of your time. And then using, the, I've got two ideas to help you grow your opt-ins and that kind of piques people's curiosity too. So he was definitely being specific. He was being relevant in terms of what they might be trying to do, and he also piqued their curiosity. I think they're great tips in terms, especially when you're um, um, calling cold calling. So once again, he's big. I think he's an, another one that's big on using scripts, and that would be like a tested. Um, formula. So here's another one. This is one that Don talked about last week. Hi, this is Don. Um, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Let me reverse. This is when you actually get somebody on the phone. So sorry, you call somebody up, they answer. And he says, hey, my name's Don. I work for Specialized. We haven't spoken before, but I'm hoping you're willing to give me just 15 seconds um, to explain the purpose of my call. Would that be fair? And usually people are like, damn, oh, they feel trapped, but they'll usually say, okay, go ahead. You've got to be quick. Um, okay, Bob, again, look, using their words, assuming the guy's name is Bob, whoever it is. Um, Specialized has been in business for 30 years here in Arizona, and our specialty is to help businesses become more efficient we, through the use of, you know, we help you save time. Um, we, we keep on top of the latest, you know, trends, so that you don't have to think about it. And we execute uh, programs that may involve printing, your promotional items, and we become an extended version of your team, something like that. Um, and then if you can, because I hope you don't mind me asking, but now just, that, that but is something specifically that you've seen you know, through your research. So I hope you don't mind me asking, but I noticed that you know, you were trying to get more opt-in, you know, people to opt-in on your, on your website. Or I've noticed that, that so-and-so, you know, might be on your board. Or I see that you may service someone else, but, and you know what, they're also a client of ours. Or, you know, other things. And that's the other thing. I'm not really sure if you guys use a lot. I don't hear it on the, on the calls very much. But don't forget, there's something to be said for being in business for 30 years. You have a lot of other customers. And so if you think that there's someone else that, you know, that is happily engaged with Specialized, don't be afraid to say, you know, we, we service many of your biggest competitors. And if it's appropriate, even 
you know, name them. So um, especially if you know they're particularly happy. So feel free to call them. Do you know so-and-so over there? Feel free to call, you know, that kind of thing, using your testimonials. And, um, and then it's all about, after that, right, the infamous follow-up. And we've talked about it a zillion times, but 80% of sales are made after the fifth attempt. But the good news is with your competitors, 46% give up after the first time. And 22 give up after the second, and 14% never get past the third. And the biggest thing about this presentation, which I have, and um, if it's okay with Don, I'd like to send it out to everybody. But there was one page that um, I just really loved, and that was as simple as it comes. He has a simple chart, you know, like an Excel, like columns, you know, and he listed one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, all the way down to seven or eight, you know, seven times. And then he put the date on it and then what he was going to send to that person. So basically every single week. So you make a cold call today. You hang up from the call today. You make a call to someone. And then you put down the date and put the dates one week, you know, from here. Then next to it he put, you know, whether he was going to email them. Maybe he's going to send you know, a piece of insight or some kind of a value or ask for an appointment, then a package. You know, this Tim is the guy that likes lumpy packages. And you're so lucky to be in a company where you get lots of lumpy things and promo items and ideas and things like that. So a lumpy piece of mail might be the week after that. Um, and then after that, you may opt to phone someone with an interesting insight of some, of some point. And then um, write a written note and then maybe send a postcard, and then an email, and, a, and, and then another email, which says, hey, should I stay or should I go away? And then a phone, the last phone call, if you never hear them, hey, I wish you all the best, um, you know, but if you come up with anything, you know, feel free to give me a buzz, blah, 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 something like that. So just taking this chart that's in this um, uh, package and just literally writing down next to it, I'm going to do this, 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 and then put it in your... Uh, and just put it on your desk right in front of you or put it in your calendar that you're going to send each one of these things, it really, I think it would be incredibly helpful. Because if um, I'll, I'll raise my hand to say that um, I would have all the best intentions but probably not completely follow up with everything. Um, Don, do you, do you agree? Are you oh, on? Yeah. Actually, I started using that. Yeah, I know, and you see, it's the PDF file, guys. So yeah. I'm going to try to I'm going to try to isolate that one that one chart. I just thought it was it's so simple, but I thought you know what, this would help me. Yeah, it's a really good plan. Plus, you it helps you not do the same thing over and over again. Mm -hmm. You know, not you know, leave the same message or do the same call or email. You know, so it forces you to change it up. Plus, I think the more you use it, right. try different things, the, the better you're going to get at picking what, what to do each time, you know. Yeah, and I, and I got to tell you, like, um, um, and, and I'd like to now officially make enemies of every single person on this call. <laughs> I am not feeling it so much with your sledgehammer account. Some of you are really on it. I mean, some of you are on it. But a lot of times um, I went back, you're going to love this, and went and pulled up the original um, uh, deck presentation that Rusty gave, which was on May 28th on the Sledgehammer accounts and this whole project. And just to recap, um, this is so much fun when people do this. Um, this has been done. June 5th, have the accounts identified. June 12th, 
have your contact, your target contact identified. Don't know if that's all done. June 15th, uh, set up a 30-minute meeting with Tammy or, or Rachel, and then um, have your first items chosen by Friday, June 19th, and first deliveries to begin in July or no later. It's July 27th, and a lot of times when I ask about those sledgehammer accounts, um, um, I can say this because I've done it, it sounds a lot of excusey. Not everybody, not everybody, but a lot of like a little bit excusey. So um, that's why I like what Tim Wackel's doing, because it really, especially for sledgehammer accounts, you know, this one sheet that he has, it just, it just says, I'm going to email, package, phone, note, postcard, email, phone. And you can change if you don't want to send a post, whatever, whatever. And then literally it tells you next to it, you could even, you know, um, actually, you know what I might do? I think what I might do is copy this and make this into an Excel sheet and send it out like that. I'll also send the deck out and you can see it. Then you guys can change it every single time, put the dates in, and then just follow it, put the company name on the top of your potential client, and just do it. Yeah, actually, Barb, I created an Excel sheet. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah, I, can you I send can, it out to everybody? Well, I'll send it to you if you want to make any revisions. Yeah, okay, perfect. Yeah, and then you just change the dates every time. And um, this way, he's just telling you what to do. All you have to do is, is really execute it. And if you have, like, a favorite promotional item that maybe you think might, I don't know, might fit for everybody, um, you know, just get going on that right away. And uh, I have a sense, too, that people like um, Rachel and some of the folks, maybe Tammy, some of the guys over there probably like picking things out. It's, it's a creative process, you know, to order something to send to somebody because then they become engaged in it, and that kind of becomes like a treasure hunt. Like, did it work? Did they answer? You know, that kind of thing. So it's fun to do. Um, and then some of the, um, he also in this deck, but Don went over it last time. Um, he, uh, he was talking about, you know, breaking the hopium um, habit, that whole idea of like, I hope they, you know, I hope they'll answer. I hope they'll, you know, I called once. Hopefully, you know, they'll think of me. Hopefully. And it also breaks the pattern of what happened to Deb last week. Remember when um, the infamous, oh, you know what, um, I'm not ready now, but call me in two weeks. <sighs> you know what, I've had that happen to me, too. The same thing happened to Deb. You know, no way. Two weeks, I've already got somebody else. But if you follow this worksheet and do something every week, it might be a package, it might be this, it might be that, that's not going to happen. You're going, to get, you're going to get the sale versus the other person that happened to walk in the day that that buyer was in the mood. That's what he's really saying. I don't have time right now but, because my boss isn't really on me. But if you don't, and, it, and it stops that process, that whole thing about, am I the lucky one that just happened to call or email or walk in that day that you know, they were in the mood or the boss was on them about something that we happened to do? It takes that hope, that whole, I mean, hope is a great thing, but... In sales, you want to have a lot more control than just hoping that you walked in on that moment. And there's a really fun cartoon in this deck if you take the time. And, and I hope that I'm going to send it out right away. So when you hang up, just kind of glance through this presentation that Tim Wackel made. And it was, really says a lot. He said 15 years ago, remember when you get, you get tons of mail and letters and you'd sit there and go, oh, I don't even want to open this. And then if you got an email 
and you happened to have email 15 years ago, it was all exciting. Now you have about 500 unread emails, and if you get a letter, you're jumping up and down like, hey, what's this? A personal letter that somebody actually wrote to me. So playing, understanding the trends and understanding that that's really cool, like when people actually get a written letter. And another thing that he talks about, I can see by the picture here, is that when you say to somebody, this is the actual closing statement, um, would you like me to put together a proposal? And you kind of, there's a, an image here, you say it with like kind of fear and like deep hope in your thought and your, and your language. That really translates, and we've all done it right, can I, you know, can I put together a proposal? Would you like me to put together a proposal? You can hear it in my voice, right? Um, but sometimes when you're there, you, you have good instincts. And Don was talking about this last week, or two weeks ago, actually. And he said, you know, when you know that it's really not quite the right time, like, I think that, you know, sense of putting together a proposal might be a little premature. Um, what, what do you think? And then let them talk. You know, or, you know, it looks like we're not going to get a PO this month. Um, was there anything that I could have done differently? Let them talk. Um, is this a bad time to talk, like when you, when you call? So it, it cuts that whole, like, fearful, oh, please talk to me um, kind of thing. Um, and then he has, um, I, and this was something that also Don talked about two weeks ago, and this was my second thing that I absolutely loved. Um, and it was making it really easy for people to just get rid of you which is really, I would appreciate this better than anything in the world. And it's an email, and it's, when you send it to someone that you're really pretty sure that, you know, they don't want anything, you know, you're, it's probably not going to close. And it's, he wrote a note like this. Dear John, I haven't heard anything back from you, so I'm assuming your interest might be slip, slipping, and I wanted to demonstrate my persistence without becoming a pest. Here's a quick recap of what I'm trying to connect with you about, and then you put, very quick, very specific, whatever it is you're trying to pitch them on. And, to, and then he puts, please just hit reply, type one of the three numbers into your response and push send and I'll just take it from there. How great is that? And he has number one. Thanks anyway, Don, but there isn't any interest in moving forward ever. Number two, glad you're touching base. Please call me to start discussing the specifics. And number three, timing isn't right. Check back with me in a few months. All they have to do is hit respond three and send. That tells me that you get that I'm busy. You get that I don't want to chit-chat for hours on end. You made it super easy on me. And I have to tell you, that kind of thing, um, and probably that kind of thing even making it shorter than when he wrote it, like, you know, make it even shorter than that, is going to be your key to success as those millennials start taking over, not only in ma uh, the management roles, but already now, Generation X, then on to millennials, they don't, they don't want to be chit-chatting when they don't want to. So making it quick. So um, if you have anybody that you, you know, you've been after for a while and um, you, know, you kind of feel like, eh, you know, maybe it's a dead thing, I highly suggest you steal that um, that email and um, maybe put it in your own format that makes you feel more comfortable like it's coming from you. But um, I think it's a great idea. Um, I highly suggest that if you have it already, uh, 
pull out those sledgehammer accounts or anyone else that you're trying to get with, and we'll, uh, Don and I will finalize in that Excel sheet and start executing them. Print out a bunch of them, put the name of the cu- customer in front of it, and just start doing it. And yes, you know, Don, I needed your help on this one. He had a 30, 20, 10 rule. And on my world, the 30, 20, 10 rule was like this, and I wasn't sure if he was talking about this or not. And that is presentation should never be any longer than 10 pages, uh, last no more than 20 minutes, and contain no font smaller than 30 points. Was that what he was talking about, Don, or did he have another 30, 20, 10? I don't know. That sounded pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's that's the class's um, uh, rule of PowerPoint. No more than 10 slides, no talking more than 20 minutes, font should never be smaller than 30 points. In other words, don't put a bunch of words on the slide. Yeah, I think you're right about that. That's probably what he's talking about, but I wasn't sure because he didn't explain it. So um, anyway, it's already after the 8 o'clock hour. I didn't mean to go on and on about this. And then next week, I'm going to send this deck out and some follow-up um, um, info to help you guys kind of steal some of Tim's work. And then he also had another sheet done about um, good questions about that you could, uh, good sales questions to ask potential customers. We could do that next time. Um, I thought that was pretty good too. Yeah, that was good. It was a good one, but you have to have some serious discretion on some of them, I thought, didn't you? Like you really have to kind of know people before you hit some of those, I thought. Yeah, one of the things about that is when you're reading the questions, you're you're seeing how it fits with your particular situation, you know. So you right, exactly. Like, oh, you know what? I don't feel comfortable asking that yet. Yeah, get you thinking about it at least. Yeah, but at least it helps you. And it also made me realize like how much you do or you don't know about that customer. Right. It kind of, kind of sparked you to figure out, you know, what I should be asking. So since you're already up and live, Don, how was your um, – this past week go for you? I know a lot of people felt like it was slow the week before. Uh, it was good. I, you know, I just keep going through the process, c- connecting with the next person, taking the next step. I did have a, one, which probably going to be a really good breakthrough, was um, we had, we've been working with a um, client who is North Arizona. Debbie's real familiar with them. They um, basically kept changing employees and management and Pretty much were out of the picture, and and um, I knew they had a new CEO. But when I tried to connect with him, I wasn't getting anywhere. I was trying to use the people that work for him, you know, to get an appointment with him. And I was out to lunch with uh, one of the clients that's in the practice that they manage. Mm-hmm. It's a group, a group of, of practices. And um, we were talking. To, she just happened to mention that, hey, have you met the new CEO? I said, no, I tried to. She goes. Well, you know, I'll give you his contact information and let him know you had lunch with me and, and uh, see if he can get a meeting. So I said, okay. So one of the things I debated about was when I decided to email him, I made it. I tried to make it brief but still hit some highlights of what I knew he was going to be interested in. Yeah. And I was, and I said, you know, I had lunch with Lene yesterday and, and we were talking about the situation and the, change, the turnover and stuff. Well, I wasn't sure if I should copy her in on the email, and then I decided to go ahead and copy her in because it, it adds like this layer of accountability for him. Because right. Because if, if he doesn't respond, she never sees it, and then so she's thinking, okay, but he just blew it off or whatever. And if he does respond, she sees it as a, almost like complimentary that... Exactly. Yeah, and so he ended up, when he did reply, he said, okay, 
I'm in. Let's meet. Mm-hmm. And um, he copied her on that reply. And so I was so glad I, I had her in there. At, you know, I had her copied in on email. And usually, you know, you don't always think about that. But for me, it was like, I'm going to make sure I make that decision every time I do an email where I know somebody is connected. Because you don't always want to do it. But mm-hmm. I think there's times where it really adds a lot of weight to the the question, you know, because now he answers to somebody else besides you. Did you, know you ask her permission to write to the CEO and copy her? No, I didn't ask her to copy yet. She just said, why don't you email him, tell him you had lunch with me, and we talked and see if okay, you get there it. There you go. That's it. I said, okay, so she didn't do the email. I ended up doing it myself, but I, I just referenced her, but I copied her anyway. Oh, no, no. When somebody – oh, Absolutely. When somebody says that, they're, you're copying them all the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good point. Did you get a commer- uh, get an appointment? Yeah. Yeah, actually we did. And it's in August, and uh, Nathan's going to do it with me. And, Weep. Um, we think it's going to have a lot of potential. And the main thing is, and that's another thing that's interesting, is when we decided, well, how are we going to talk to this guy? Because basically his internal staff, when he came in and took over, there was a lot of things already happening. We were kind of out of it. And stuff, and so I had, I had mentioned to Nathan, and we were sort of on the same page that when we first meet with him, it's the first time I ever talked to him. We're going to just let him talk. Tell uh-huh. us what what are what are your plans? What do you want to see happen? What's your vision for the for the association? Spill mm-hmm. your guts, basically, and right. then we're going to design how we present based on what he said. We'll be ready to you know hit him up with because we already have a site you know um, design. We already have some of it in place. But um, oh yeah, you're gonna crush that. What's on his his mind? You know what his goals are and stuff. We can custom the whole presentation to his mm-hmm. response. Yeah, and I mean, just again, if it you know fits your sensibilities when, like the process that Tim Wackel has, and also um, just using your process, it, it takes a lot of the guessing out of the game and just using the same process over and over and over again. I think, uh, in fact, I know Nathan mentioned, I don't know, months ago, that watching the TV show The Prophet on CNBC, if you've never watched it, I don't know, depends if you like that kind of thing, but, you know, he's like a, actually he's the CEO of Camping World, and he goes into small businesses, he invests in them, and then he helps turn them around. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But he's really big, and he always talks about, you know, you got to have a process. It's like, you know, you do this, 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 like every time. And if you stick with it, it'll work Um, to get organized. Well, I'm curious, Don, because I know you're you're doing that now. We'll see. We'll see how this all works. Yeah. Say it's going to work. But um, Victoria and Tuzan, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Hey. Happy Monday. I'm good. How are you doing? Hey. Okay. Good. Um, uh, you were looking at a potential fulfillment project last week, um, and you had a lot of furniture projects going, as per usual. As yeah, there's there's always furniture that's happening. Um, you know, you were talking in the beginning of the meeting about clients retiring and the age and all that kind of stuff, and it, it was kind of ironic because this weekend I was talking to a friend of mine, and that was exactly the conversation that we were having, how people that we've been calling on for mm-hmm. 
15 years now are starting to retire. Oh, yeah. And uh, so a lot of that is starting to change. And you're right, it is, you know, the other um, age group that's starting to come in. So it is going to be very, uh, change the dynamics of a lot of the um, accounts, you know, that I've been used to working with. So that will be kind of interesting to see. So it's always good information uh, to get. Mm -hmm. And, um, yep. Well, things have been going, been doing some prospecting, and that's going to take some time, obviously, uh, on some of the bigger accounts. But then uh, moving some things forward and trying to see where we're at on some of the things that are on hold. And, um, yep, just kind of trying to work it all through. Okay, so I'd be interested to see what you think when um, we send this material out and see if some of that might work work for you. I yeah, think. I'm I'm looking forward to getting that. I think there was a lot of good things that you yeah. talked about and that Don brought up in there. Um, I like that idea of that uh, checklist in a spreadsheet uh-huh. so that we can use some of that. Because I tend to, you know, like you said, I have my ideas and I make notes and then it's like, what do I do with my notes? Right. So um, I think that that would be, uh, and sometimes, you know, you put it in gold mine, but then it's like, well, where is it? Because there's been so many things that have happened. You know, that sometimes it's hard to try to find some of those things. So I like that idea. I think that'll be a good, yeah. helpful um, And you can so have thanks for doing that. Yeah, and you can have a standing, like a standing appointment with yourself. Like get off the call. I'm taking out, you know, those the sheets and the companies that I'm working on. And where am I next? And just do the next step every Monday morning. Boom, 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 boom. Maybe it's make a well, email. Well, even with the accounts, um, I've always had a tendency to book myself so tight Right. that I'm running from, you know, A to B to C, and I'm like, well, I'll do that later, and then later it's like, oh, it never what comes. was all of it? Yeah. So I'm trying to start, and this will be helpful, to yeah. uh, book a little extra time at the end, go back to the car, make my notes, and then keep that for that specific client so I have that to follow up with every time I talk to that client. So um, I think that will be really good. And it's interesting. I was just reading things sort of just, you know, I wasn't in the class or anything, and it's interesting that I noticed that Don and I picked out the same things that we both liked. You know, yep. salespeople, we tend to think alike. And so that makes me hopeful that, you know, I think the rest of you will like it too. So Yeah, good, thanks. That's great. Um, Linda, are you on? Good morning. Morning, how are you? I'm great, thanks. Yeah, so, um, oh, you've got the end of the month, so that hasn't happened yet. Um, no. So how was your past? I- it, it, it was a good week. Um, I feel things are starting to slow down a little bit for me, so um, I can pursue more new accounts. Um, but I just wanted to talk a little bit about what um, Victoria was just talking about, how the ages have changed. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, you know, we used to deal with more people like our own age, and now I find that, like, the Enzyme group, the rehab, yep. they almost hi- hire a certain uh, type of person, and everyone that I've um, dealt with is like early 30s. Yep. Um, um, male. Yep. Um, and <laughs> tall and thin. I mean, it's almost like they have, you know, a whole guideline set up for them. And actually, I was a little nervous of, of that at first, but you know what? Um, they have become great customers, great friends. Yep. Um, I just learned how to deal with them a little different. And, right. And um, when they want to answer, they want to answer now. Yep. See? And they'll they'll text you at ten o'clock at night too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no time frame. There's no time frame. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, back to the mobile, back to you know. 
So that's the kind of thing that like, it may be a little thing, but let's just be real here. So let's say you're calling on someone, Linda, and like the new person they hire come in, here comes that you know, 30-year-old tall, thin kid because they think he's a nerd because he's tall and thin. And then, right. right, yeah, I get it. And then um, and they come in and everything, and they look at you and they think, oh, crap. Serious. They, they look at people like us and think they don't know. They probably don't know anything. So that's, like, really important to give little hints, like, so nice to meet you. And before you leave, saying something like, oh, listen, I get it. My phone's on 24-7, so, you know, I'll, I'll see your request. You know, if you need me, I'll see it. Right. They're not going to expect necessarily, you know, someone of our certain age to say something like that, but that's the trigger statement right there. Okay. Okay, now they get it. They'd be worried. Right. You know, and they'd be, they would be more apt to, when another company sends in, let's just be super real about it. You, you have big companies that you're competing against. Guess what they're doing? They're firing people of our age because we're expensive and sick and old. <laughs> yeah, and it's not respected in U.S. society. And they're, guess what they're replacing them with? Um, either a really good-looking woman in her you know, that's in her late 20s, or that tall, skinny kid again in her late 20s. So when that new person looks at them, they relate. Know what I mean? Right. More important than anything for us to make sure that they know that we're, um, we get it. So it may be a good strategic move to, um, you know, an hour later, Text to thank you. Hey, thanks for your time. I totally get it. I'm following up, you know, versus I'm just saying the first time using the, the phone and other things or, you know, because email you know is going to be annoying because they get so many. Just so that they know, you know, you're on it. That's a really good idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The yeah, they, they, yeah, I like that a lot, especially, especially for – if you're dealing with a new millennial type, mm-hmm. first message is a text. Now they have your cell phone number programmed in their phone. And that's the other thing. Make sure that you say, listen, here's my cell. I keep it on all the time. You know, text me anytime. They're in, they, yep. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you regret that, though. <laughs> no, it, no, it's the way it is. Yeah, but, but I mean, they, call, they, they do it at night. They do it oh. at weekend. And you I know mean, what? And here's the key. At the beginning, when you're making this new relationship, you've got to answer right away when you see it. Even though your, your heart's saying, it's freaking 10 o'clock. <laughs> you know, what do you have, no life? The answer is yes, but this is their life. Their work's integrated <clears throat> to their every day. Or it's 6 o'clock, you know, you're sitting down for dinner and you get one, you've got to answer right away. Even if it's, um, hey, I got this um, in the morning, you know, um, I'll go grab it. Just answer it. At the beginning, you have to be on it. That's uh, just life. No life. Exactly. That was really depressing. <laughs> now we know we're old. Nobody wants us, and we have to text people at 11 o'clock at night. Okay. That's today's lesson. Aaron, um, how are you feeling this week? Are you on? I'm much better. Oh, good. You sound good. Yeah. Uh, much better. Hey, um, just I was driving when Don was talking and got to my office and pulled out my 
Tim presentation. Yeah. Because the thirty twenty rule that you were talking about didn't sound familiar to me. Uh-huh. And I have notes on it. So he was talking about business gets better when you get better. Right. And so 30 minutes a day of exercise. Oh. 20 minutes a day of reading nonfiction, so business or, or better improvement or something like that. And then 10 minutes a day of journaling. Oh. Okay. You know, I didn't, I mean, I was thinking that doesn't fit, but I don't know what else it is. Yeah, he was just talking about how to how to improve your sales uh, by improving yourself. You feel yeah. better, you do better, you're more confident, you're more positive. And that, and, that journaling and, is a great idea too. Right yeah. now, what was good today, what didn't work today, that kind of thing. That was that was good. Thirty thirty minutes of exercise, ten minutes of journaling. What was the twenty? Twenty minutes of reading something. Reading, that's not, um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's you know, and it's so important. If you're unsure, that's why I'll I'll put it in my email. Like, you know, just you know, looking at resources. A couple sites that I always look at because they're I know that like millennials, other people kind of looking at them and just kind of get the gist of what's going on. So, and I'm sure other people have other things, but. I'll share the kind of places I look. And I was even thinking, I mean, even if you're reading uh, a web page or uh-huh. something, just catching up on news will also better you. Yes. That you know what's going on in the world and you can reference it and it kind of breaks down uh, any barriers that you find a common ground to something that you both read or something that uh, is topical. Uh, it, it creates yeah. a common ground. Well, you know, and also it's kind of um, like um, I do not recommend at all talking politics on a sales call. However, I do think that there's much to learn about, you know, why Donald Trump is resonating. When you figure that out, let me know. No, no, no. I mean, the salesperson. <laughs> the lunatic fringe? <laughs> uh, it isn't. Cause it, no, it isn't. So that's going to be next week. And we'll just have like a fun conversation. But I think as a salesperson, I think um, there's a lot to learn about why he's resonating. I mean, by next week, it could be on the bottom. I mean, who knows? But uh, we'll go over that and you'll see, you know, it's really, it's really pulling together so much of what we've talked about here. He's, he's using. Hmm. So um, that'll keep you making sure you can call in on time next week. <laughs> <laughs> Teaser. I like that. Yeah, thanks, Aaron, for doing that. I knew that that kind of, I wouldn't, I didn't understand how that made sense, but thanks so much for filling that in. I'm going to steal that one. Yeah, you were talking about. It. I'm like, that doesn't sound familiar to me. I, I, I know I've got it written down. I just got to get into the office and open it up. Oh, great, so, great. Well, how was your last week? Anything new? Uh, you know, just working on some stuff, getting some stuff moved along. Uh, it was more of a week of finding new opportunities within existing clients than it was of prospecting. Um, so this week's going to be more of a focus on prospecting. Um, I like the the spreadsheet of the seven steps. I'm going to basically separate. I have a spreadsheet, too, that I use religiously, and it has all my clients to do, both my, my current clients and projects they're working on, and then also uh, clients I want to go after. And I'm going to separate them. 
and have two different lists so that I can go through in the stuff that I need to get through and push through the system on one list and then the prospecting ones, I'm going to put those seven lines and put the dates in there and, and just kind of start using that religiously as a way to make sure that I'm doing amount of prospecting every day or every week. And you know what else is really fun is when you're prospecting is to um, get the, cust- uh, the sales rep involved, the customer service rep, excuse me, involved. I don't mean like sitting and holding your hands and doing everything, but just letting them know like, hey, look, um, especially if like your sledgehammer accounts, like, listen, here's my goal. I'm going to try to get, you know, goodwill to call me back. So here's what I'm going to do. And, you know, I may come to you for some advice. Those guys sitting there know a ton because they're, they're talking to everybody and, you know, about what the best promo thing to send out is, whatever, and we'll see. And then, they, they, then they'll tend to ask you, too, like, hey, how's it going? Did you ever get in? Did you ever, you know, instead of just me doing it? I am just scared to ask you about uh, goodwill, but I can't stop myself. Did you <laughs> It's like a bad soap opera. Um, th- that's kind of derailed me as far as attacking the strategic accounts because I had so much activity quickly. Yeah. Uh, I have no idea if it was positive or not. Um, so I, I think actually uh, I'm going to re kind of take two steps back and go back and follow up the way that they initially told us to follow up when they said that it takes a while to get in there. And I'm just going to put my head in one day this week, kind of remind them, hey, uh, we still want to take a look at the office supplies for just this location. And then also we still want to be introduced to the marketing person so we can go after the print and just kind of take a little baby bite instead of trying to chomp this whole thing. Yeah. And, you know, I have a feeling when you have, um, I didn't say this, the crazy clients, um, they looking and maybe adapting a little bit that I think usually is very, um, um, it's impactful for people like that. So like if, if you had like a, the right promo item or a book or something to send to like your key people in that meeting and, or whatever, and you just start, you know, send them a lumpy package of some sort, those people tend to respond to that kind of thing because they're, um, a little off. Yeah. Well, it's definitely, that is in my future plans when we get the, the products decided on, uh, I know I did talk to Tammy uh, last week about where we are with that, and I guess what we're trying to do is we're trying to pool all the contacts for all of the four accounts for all of the reps and try to find some common similar items that we might want to send out so that we can do a better job. And, and I think that they're working on that right now is, is just trying to find two or three products that fit for at least – one or more of our of our clients. Well, you know what, um, and you know, me bad for saying this, so I'll get my hand slapped afterwards. But this is taking way too long. I mean, it's now basically August. Come on, you're going to be knocking on the door of the fourth quarter, and everyone's going to shut you down. Forget it. They're going to go into budget discussions for next year in like two weeks. Then their heads go away. So I'm just yeah. saying. All right, we'll move on. Hey, Bob, are you on? I am. Hey, good morning. I'm glad you're not driving. And um, so, how was your week? It was okay. Working on a couple projects, so uh, one uh, could be substantial, but I've you know, got a lot of just just starting on it. So we're going to have to find out what the next step is with the customer, my prospect. All right. 
let's see, Rusty, any any news for the team? Um, yes, in regards to the promo queue. Um, so we are, and I'm guilty of this as well, and it's full disclosure, that uh, we need to be, we have to use the promo queue for everything that goes to the promo team. Now, it is okay to forward them an email so that they have a heads up on something, but they are no longer going to process any requests that are not coming through the promo queue. Um, this is really to make sure that they can stay organized and as we grow, which we plan to do, um, it's really the only way that we can be scalable. You know, I mean, we, we all know how, mu how many, I know, quote unquote spam messages we get from, uh, from promo vendors and all that kind of stuff. They have to look at all of those emails to find the cool stuff so that they can uh, supply them for us and for our clients. So in addition to all of those, if they're getting piled up with emails from us, it's really, really tough to keep track of all of that. And so as of three minutes from now, everything that, uh, that we have needs to go through the promo queue. Um, if it's incomplete, they're going to ask you to complete stuff. And as I said, I'm, I'm guilty as well. But in order for us to be scalable moving forward, we have to do this. We have to have the processes in place um, so that they can stay organized and know exactly where we are in the process and all those types of things. And we need to get used to it because the print, the print queue is coming as well. So, mm -hmm. Yep. So that is, that is our, our direction. Everything has to go through the promo queue. If you need help with anything, let me know. Let Nathan know, Tammy or Rachel. There are lots of people who are willing to who are willing and happy to help if you uh, are having trouble with anything. So that is that is my major news. All right. Nathan, Brad, Bruce, anything? I think Nathan might not be on. Brad, do you have anything? So I just wanted to I, I just wanted to give everybody a heads up. I sent out an email this morning. You may have already seen it if you're looking at email as well as listening to the call, but uh uh, Michael uh, has a uh, had a personal uh, situation where it is going to cause him to be out of the office uh, through Wednesday, and um, so if um, you know Michael is your uh, CRM, then uh, you should know who your backup is, and that person will be handling all your uh, calls, etc. Um, Michael was really diligent to try to address anything that was. Uh, uh, hanging by sending out some emails and stuff uh, yesterday, um, and I'm, I'm going to try to take some steps to uh, make sure that w at least uh, we have um, uh, a little bit better coverage on the phones uh, 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 this week as well. So just a heads up there. Okay. So thanks, Brad. Bruce, do you have anything? I don't. Good selling, everybody, and a great call today, Barb. Thank oh. you. Thanks so much, and I don't think Nathan's on. So with that, have a great week. It's the 8.30 hour, and we'll talk next week. Thanks. Here, bye. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, 
I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.